0: Welcome to the Two Tokens podcast. During these episodes, we will invite guests onto our show and discuss everything token related. You can expect to hear about token business models, the underlying technology stack, token governance, but also our mainstream topics such as NFTs. Does this sound interesting to you? Then make sure you subscribe and keep listening. And now on to the episode. Hello, welcome to the Two Tokens podcast recording. Um, my name is Eric Schnuckel. I'm the captain of the Invoice Token Initiative uh, within 2Tokens and with me today is Thomas Fleischmann of Informal Systems. He's one of our new partners that we uh, joined the 2Tokens network and I'm very pleased that we can talk about what the Informal System does
1: and the knowledge of Thomas Fleischmann. Welcome. Thank you very much Eric for inviting me. So well, I'm really glad to be here and joining the 2Tokens initiative. So maybe just a few words about uh, Informal first. So we are a software development company based in Canada and uh, our purpose is to transform free institutions, software, money and organizations. So we want to build high quality software, we want to build high quality money and of course we want to build high quality organizations so right now we, s- we think um, all these institutions are kind of broken so the software as such uh, there is not enough intention to the uh, quality of it money is overly centralized and uh, the organizations are uh, much too hierarchical so of course we cannot solve everything but uh, our pledge for for the next 10 years is to uh, go into the direction of formal verification for the software so making software better going for the um, much higher quality of uh, development we, we are we are aiming for executable specifications to make sure at every step of the development the software is of the highest quality in terms of money uh, we are aiming for uh, collaborative finance Meaning democratizing uh, the money, and giving everyone a, a place and a chance to be to fully participate in in the financial environment. And in terms of organizations, uh, we are we are going for the self-governing uh, uh, cooperatives. And also, we as uh, informal, we are a cooperative.
0: And, that, and how would that work? So, which is in which order would you? um go in such a process I, 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 you can do all it at once uh, um, small steps of course i understand that but what is uh, what's the order that you have in mind to do that
1: yeah in uh, we are tackling everything at once but as you as you mentioned in small steps so we are taking small steps uh, in in both uh, uh, in all three directions so we are developing better tools to specify and verify the the software. Uh, We are taking small steps toward collaborative uh, finance and we are also practicing uh, um, um, cooperative behavior, cooperative governance in, in the firm and we are also building some tools and using tools uh, to help organizations uh, be better cooperatives. Perhaps you can go a bit deeper into what collaborative finance is and how that would solve some of these problems. Yeah, so we see collaborative finance as a system, uh, as a powerful new mechanism uh, that, that, that can improve the sustainability and reduce the systemic risk uh, within our financial systems. So uh, what collaborative finance does is it takes advantages of the existing networks of payment obligations and tries to bring better tools, better ways to manage uh, our finances to discharge these payments uh, obligations in, in the networks. So. Uh, In in this uh, regard, uh, the concept of collaborative finance has a a really wide range of uh, applications in in, in finance, in supply chain financing, in in managing uh, our daily uh, activities. And uh, at this point, the collaborative finance principle is really strongly connected to the tokens initiatives. So what we need? for this vision to come true, is uh, a very wide participation in, in sharing of uh, uh, financial information sharing information about who owes whom what and uh, tokenizing invoices for example is is one very concrete step into this direction and you need the tokenization i i, I assume to be able to
0: um that the, the, the privacy is still in there so you don't want every every transaction in the open i i, I suppose
1: yeah in, in terms of uh, f- uh, privacy uh, there are many solutions from the technical point of view so you can go for a very simple open sharing uh, where everyone sees everything uh, as it is on on, on permissionless uh, blockchains uh, everything is open you can obscure part of the information you can obscure uh, the identity identities of the participants uh, but uh, what we are trying to do is uh, o- opening uh, field for everyone so uh, we are developing systems where where privacy will be man- maintained even when it is shared for the purposes of making a better uh, f- financial system so this is technically possible today uh, the the latest advances advances that were made in terms of um, of uh, cryptography uh, are basically making this kind of system possible. Right, using zero knowledge proofs and things like that. The zero knowledge proof is uh, one 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 of the examples of yes, how, how yes. to go for this. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Clear.
0: Okay. Um, let me see. So. Uh, from 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 collaborative finance uh we go into ch- that's 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 the money part of things but we also have the system part of things and the hierarchy part of things in organizations how do they relate Wh- which one
1: is the most important one of the three in terms of uh, i think uh, uh, everything is important but uh, the first stage i think the quality of of the tools we provide uh, is the most important. So, finance is not something to um, to go easy about. Okay, so producing uh, producing tools that would enable uh, wider masses uh, or that would enable democratization of, of finance. These tools m- must be of high quality and high standard. So you cannot you cannot do this by providing uh, something that is uh, experimental. Or it should be totally riskless for uh, yeah, all participants. Absolutely. So this is why we are, uh, we are uh, fr- from the start. So we, we could go out with tools right now, but we, d- we choose not to because of, of this uh, standard. So we are uh, working very hard on achieving uh, the highest possible standard before we publish anything.
0: And you publish, and then it's open source?
1: Everything that Informal uh, publishes is open source. So. so that can be used by others yes. to
0: build their own yes. Uh, products? Yes. Um, so, and how does that go with, if, if you look at the governance part of things? So, mm-hmm. um, y- you have a, I would say, uh, idealistic approach to mm-hmm. things, but people can also use it.
1: Yeah, so. Um, we, we we have in, in terms of business we have two tracks so there is uh, we we have uh, secured finances for uh, for development of public goods but then we also have uh, certain parts that is uh, that is not that is not issued as a public good and we are trying to find a balance between two but collaborative finance uh, at least uh, this part. Uh, finding the best solution within within the payment obligations graph. This is something where we are aiming for for a public service, while in terms of providing liquidity, uh, there we are thinking more about uh, a more private solutions. So this is this is the balance we are trying uh, we are trying to uh, to take by making tools widely available but then also enabling uh, p- participants to actually uh, earn for the value they provide. So providing finance, providing new, n- new liquidity is a value added uh, service, while resolving the issues based on the information that is produced by the community, I think in principle should be a public service. But if you roll if you roll
0: out your tool set, it can be used in a closed environment, It's be- yes, and you cannot go because every economy is connected these days, oh. um, and you cannot uh, do a rollout worldwide to be used everywhere, I suppose. It's either one specific
1: use case, or it is a closed um, environment. I. Th- think uh, so the tools can be used for uh, for different purposes so the tool in principle will enable uh, open open collaboration for everyone so if somebody chooses to use the same tool in a closed environment it is his uh, choice and actually uh, this principle right right now are already used inside banks for example inside the payment systems but the the tools used inside the current uh, uh, payment systems are optimized to operate in in uh, in graphs with the different topology so the the network of, of banks the, the the current payment system is a, is a different network is a different topology than a network of um, All the participants uh, in in the economy, and therefore the the tools, although they will perform similar function, are different. So uh, we are using different approaches.
0: Okay, so so if we look at banks, for instance, they communicate via SWIFT or they use they use Ripple for some some payments, Um, and 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 you'd say that's similar to what we are trying to build for the open market.
1: Yeah, SWIFT is just a messaging system. Yes, yeah. yes, I know, yeah, yeah. There's um, no in money transferred actually. In, in this regard, uh, tokenizing uh, everything and putting this on, on, on a blockchain is also just a messaging system. Mm-hmm. Just letting everybody uh, know uh, what your financial status is. Wha- wha- Some value that is transferred yeah, from one wallet like to the that. other. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, the the rest of the tools. Um, I, I so the, the the most important tool within the, p- the payment system is clearing, and mm-hmm. um, clearing can be done on on a variety of ways. So people don't know that clearing solutions are not unique. So you can actually in 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 any kind of clearing network there are uh, many millions or close to infinite possibilities to, um, uh, to clear and um, the financial system is, uh, is designed uh, differently now. So it's, uh, the, major, the major focus is to, to clear as fast as possible, uh, to reduce, um, uh, to, to make the payments as fast as possible and this focus to reduce the need for additional li- liquidity from the banks, like uh, these overnight loans that are very mm-hmm. expensive, uh, is this is coming in front uh, only in, uh, lately. But uh, in the environment where uh, uh, issuing new liquidity is very difficult, like in trade credit networks, mm-hmm. the focus of the clearing is not in the speed, but in the amount of... Uh, amount cleared so you you are aiming for clearing as much as possible and not necessarily every minute or or every hour or every day so this is kind uh, these are kind of the differences so you can compare the tools but there are there are huge differences in how they are implemented and uh, and what kind of algorithms uh, you actually use uh, to to execute this
0: okay so last november We already uh, recorded a podcast uh, in the Two Tokens event in the Industriële Grote Club in Amsterdam. It was about the invoice tokenization, the standardization of the invoice token. How does the invoice fit into your scheme, into your... yeah, in, in into your system
1: in yeah in in the normal use case for uh, for uh, firms for, uh, for in a business to business environment let's say the, the invoice is the, m- the most widely used uh, way to communicate uh, uh, who owes whom what okay and uh, it is kind of a n- normal first step I think this is the the normal first step to do in, t- in the direction of uh, sharing information about who owes whom what. And uh, these initiatives, I think, are are very, very important. The standardization in this uh, uh, process is very uh, important uh, because uh, what we have learned so far from from the data, we we were able to collect about the the debts and trade credit in the uh, real-life business-to-business environments is that the larger the network, the bigger the benefit for the network participants. So having uh, a wide participation in these schemes uh, is, is really uh, the, the end goal and it will bring the biggest benefits to, to all participants. But the benefits are uh, with the people the benefits and the companies? The benefits are with all the participants in this system. So w- one of the interesting things uh, about um, Collaborative finance principles is that there are no winners or losers, so e- everyone wins. It's a it's an interesting uh, situation where, um, but the parties
0: that control the money flow at the moment the, the are they winners n- in n- your n- system?
1: In in our system, there is no control of money flows. No. There is no central party that would control the money flow. So the the money flows uh, are dictated uh, by by the network, and network is a result of the economic activities of network participants. So you you do business with people, and this creates a topology. So it's not influenced by by a certain. Uh, by a central entity, it is influenced by, by the activity of network participants.
0: So there's people that control money now, the banks, mm-hmm. for instance, they still can benefit from the system, but they have to rethink their operation.
1: They, the What is interesting in, in the trade credit uh, obligation networks is that they are very complex. So because they are very complex, there are many problems inside and they, they have a very uh, strange behavior. One, uh, one of the problems that, uh, that exist in the current trade credit networks are, are so-called gridlocks, mm-hmm. basically situations where without injection of uh, new money parti- participants cannot resolve the, the gridlock by themselves, but the gridlocks can be resolved if you look from above, if you have this uh, network, network view. And the amount of these uh, gridlocks grid is, is huge. And uh, wh- what you see, how you see the gridlocks uh, now, you see them through late payments, because you don't pay because you were not paid. And this is the right. result of the gridlocks. And, uh, and these gridlocks and late payment are the co- uh, this is the major cause for defaults of the companies uh, in yes. the developed world so roughly 45% of uh, defaults have uh, the prime reason late late payment and uh, so now it comes to to the banks so why would banks allow that the trade credit ma- market to resolve certain financial issues uh, for itself, not without them help. And uh, the answer is very, uh, very clear. Banks also don't see the gridlock situations because they don't have the trade credit okay. obligations. The only way they can help is to issue more money, to issue credit. But they cannot issue as much money as as they would want or the market as would needed need. as needed yes therefore you have unserved uh, uh, companies this then creates this uh, uh, domino effect uh, and and this also creates spillovers of risk that is basically created due to complexity of a trade credit network you have risks they are not resolved and then you have a spillover into a banking sector. So the benefit for the banks is that they have a much more healthy economy to serve. The the risk is uh, vastly reduced. Um, in, In theory, if everyone participates in collaborative finance principle, then the network never has any gridlock at all and this is this is kind of the the minimum mm. risk possible
0: so you but european regulations
1: or national law and legislation doesn't solve this problem the, the legislation uh, there is no special legislation for for this kind uh, of process so firms can resolve their financial issues uh, using the obligation law the general obligation law and the general obligation law allows for collaborative finance principles if if the companies sign uh, a a cover agreement they want to do this. So basically you have to extend the principle of set-off which is very uh, well uh, defined in the general obligation law and uh, in the general obligation law uh, one of the reasons for set-off is a Contractual agreement to set off and basically signing up to public service as a, so you as bring a it cover. to
0: every transaction to yeah. to solve it there and, yeah, and
1: this is this is just uh, this is just how to s- resolve the legal issue in Slovenia we don't need to uh, uh, to sign uh, cover contract to participate in uh, in collaborative finance principles because uh, our late payment legislation is actually uh, uh m- making uh, participation in sharing this information who owes whom what uh, a man- mandatory so basically we, I think we are we are one of the only legisl- uh, nations that have this there is also it doesn't p- work uh, it it works so I, I told you so we had normally we have around one percent of GDP in clearing mm-hmm. and uh, it went up to, 5% in worse times uh, and still the participation is relatively low. So approximately, so between 5 and 10% of uh, Slovenian companies actually participate in the system. Okay,
0: because n- non-payment of, of invoices is not a choice for all companies. It's, no. it's just a thing that happens to them because their customers don't pay or mm-hmm. they, they made the wrong decisions in their, in their business processes. So it's not a choice, not always a choice not to pay.
1: Yes, it's not always a choice. Sometimes it is, um, but uh, in in many cases, uh, yeah. My, I, I I think
0: the larger the company, the more choice they have not to pay. Yes, yeah. uh, and and this will solve that as well, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, the choice of um, uh, so the way the way companies manage uh, their working capital. So uh, uh, how much trade credit to take how much uh, to to resolve uh, with cash. These are individual choices, but usually usually the choices uh, always have some effects. So in Slovenia uh, people who are regular regular, uh, participants in this collaborative uh, finance principle they, they report uh, uh, much uh, uh, better relationships uh, with their suppliers and customers and actually the biggest financial benefit is not coming from, uh, from the reduced transaction cost or uh, the, uh, the, the actual financial benefit of participating in this comes from better conditions you get with your suppliers yes. so you, you get a reduced price or or maybe you get a favor if you are in hurry you, you maybe need a rush order and it's easy to ask because you are perceived as a, a regular so it has uh, a stabilizing effect on the yes. whole economy yes and on all participants in this, in,
0: the, in this very system and that is working already in Slovenia and that's why you started this initiative i i I suppose because you think this it works here Mm -hmm. and we're and and slovenia is a relatively small economy in europe yeah
1: so my decision to come into this was uh, like i was taking this midlife choice like okay i've done something in my life uh, so i went uh, from sales through management to management consulting and then i said okay Thomas what can you do so and I said okay. for, not for yourself yeah, but also wha- for the world Wh- wha- what what <laughs> what do we have in Slovenia what is so special what could be interesting now and and this is what I came came up with so uh, it, it was I think it was a good choice it, uh, so far extremely interesting so um, I met uh, so many very interesting uh, people Uh, I I was invited to to different projects and um, there is a lot of interest, there is still a lot of work to do but I think that I made made the right choice.
0: I think so too, it's uh, very interesting. So if you go back to these baby steps that you say that you want to take to get this into the world, how does that look uh, for you in the next one, five, ten years?
1: We, uh, yeah, we, we are actually already helping uh, smaller communities like um, uh, s- city communities or um, the uh, the community um, for this compl- um, community inclusion currencies uh, in in Kenya, for example. So we are doing uh, everything from s- from simple consulting. Uh, and uh, and we are also developing some tools these communities uh, can start using and uh, this these, these things will go live uh, this year for for something bigger it might take a little bit longer, but uh, we, we hope uh, to to publish something by the end of the year that that might be used f- uh, wi- with larger communities. but it will only be a first first step. What uh, we would like to is we would like to enhance uh, partnerships with, um, with organizations that promote this kind of um, collaborative fin- finance principle, democratization of money, so this is also why I am here. So my, my wish is that, uh, that we find a project uh, together with two tokens uh, to demonstrate this on, on field uh, relatively soon. Yeah, so if, if, if you reach out to these listeners right now,
0: uh, then who are you looking for? What What is your partnership
1: that you look forward to the most? I'm looking for, uh, for uh, providers of uh, liquidity that have this open mind, uh, that have uh, a, a mission to uh, enable communities to uh, manage their economic activities uh, better, not just to not looking them just like an opportunity to extract some profits from them. Um, I'm looking for uh, business communities, unions uh, that would like to manage uh, their internal financial affairs uh, better. I'm looking for for cities, regions uh, that have uh, goals uh, that that needs a financial support but cannot use the the financial support uh, that is tied to interest rate and things like that. So that, that, that they need some kind of alternative uh, f- financial instruments uh, to support their uh, their project. So these are these are kind of partners uh, we we could uh, we could do something good with. Yeah. Okay.
0: So so democratizing finance that is the track. Within two tokens that um, you participated in, where the invoice token is also uh, part of, uh, we very much welcome you and your ideas into into this uh, this this very track. I think that we are coming to the end of this podcast now. Is there anything that I forgot to ask and that you still want to put out to to the audience, uh, um, the listeners? Um.
1: No, I think we we have uh, exhausted this subject. Um, I. At this point, I, I have to thank you again for for the invitation and uh, don't be shy. So uh, if if you are not sure, come and ask. We will okay. find solutions. Yeah.
0: Okay, very much. Well, thank you very much, Thomas. Um, this is the end of this this podcast. If you want to reach out to Thomas, you can do that through two tokens, of course, um, or to Thomas directly if you find him and Fleischmann on on, uh, on LinkedIn, and you could do it directly. Thank you very much for listening and um, I hope to see you next time back into uh, one of the events of Two Tokens or the next podcast. Thank you very much. That was it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find our contact details at www.twotokens.org.